Going to try to mix it up in this hour, start with some gravely serious stuff, both in Israel, around the world, and here in our own city, but then kind of kick back, because you know what? I know it is gravely concerning and something that's on your mind all the time, but I think many of you probably had the same experience as I have. You can't turn your eyes away from Israel, but you can't have them on that horror 24-7. And I turned on Anderson Cooper the other night, and five minutes in, I thought this is going to, you know, it's just going to crush me. And yeah, that doesn't compare. You know, our dispirited uh, feelings don't compare to people who have been murdered in Israel. But again, the idea that you can't do anything else or talk about anything else. We are going to go to hockey games. People are going to watch movies and stream TV shows. They're going to have um, friendly dinners and uh, not talk about the situation at all. And that's just how life marches on, even in a really awful time. NBC News Radio National Correspondent Rory O'Neill joins us now for the latest. Good morning, Rory. Good morning, John. I hadn't yet noticed, and I guess, you know, I should have looked at the calendar. Tomorrow is Friday the 13th, and there are murmurings that uh, Hamas may try to broaden their terror around the world, including striking in cities well outside of the Middle East, possibly. Right. This all started when a man named Khaled Mashal sent a video to the Reuters news agency. Now, Mashal now lives in Qatar, but from 2004 to 2017, he was the head of Hamas. Uh, so obviously well known in that community. And this former leader of Hamas called on Muslims worldwide to stage demonstrations to support Palestinians. He's calling it a Friday Jihad or Jihad Friday, either one you may see trending on social media. The question is, how do we interpret the word Jihad? Uh, is it a call for protests and demonstrations or is it a call for violence? And that's uh, one reason you've got police agencies and the FBI concerned about what could unfold tomorrow. Well, I guess what's doubly terrifying would be that the Israeli intelligence didn't see any of this coming. American intelligence didn't see any of this coming. So they may have a complete blindside when it comes to whatever Hamas and Hamas sympathizers are up to. And a new story out today that said uh, the planning of the attacks by Hamas that started on Saturday had been in the works for two years. And something like that goes unnoticed by Israeli intelligence services for two years. Uh, it's remarkable. Well, it is fascinating because normally an intelligence body would have uh, sympathizers who would already be embedded and sometimes undercover officers who would be embedded. So it's almost inconceivable that, you know, they didn't hear anything. And then Saturday morning, this horror breaks out at 6 a.m. Right. And, you know, for the U.S., that Israel intelligence service really is our eyes and ears on that part of the country in a major way. So for that kind of a security failure, that really does cause concerns even for U.S. security, since apparently we're blind to what's going on there. Rory, thank you. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Thanks, John. That is Rory O'Neill with NBC Radio National, the uh, NBC News National. It's a long title, um, but we're always uh, happy to have Rory O'Neill on the show. And yeah, you would think, because when you are plotting something, you know, and there were uh, thousands of Hamas people involved in all of this, you would think that one or two of them would go, this is disgusting. I'm going to tip somebody off. But that never happened, which I guess tells you what uniform cravenness there is in Hamas. Meanwhile, 
uh, this kind of ups the ante when it comes to possible security threats in our own country and our own city. And we learned that uh, the number of private security guards uh, is possibly being hiked. Certainly, police patrols are being hiked around um, what are you know Jewish sites, and that would include synagogues, community centers, other facilities. Joining us now is Melissa Lansman, who has a tremendous concentration of Jewish people in her riding, and that means that there's also a concentration of synagogues and other uh, buildings. Melissa, good morning. Good morning, John. Have you been officially briefed on, on what possible threat we're looking at? We, we have we've been in touch with uh, with with law enforcement. Uh, I have to say that the the mayor of Vaughan has been super responsive, um, very you know very quickly and uh, and proactive about making sure that there is uh, that there is um, a, a communication with the community about in additional measures. And and you see it. I'm you know driving around the uh, the, the the riding right now, and you see an increased uh, uh, presence. But people are nervous, and that's exactly what the extremist calls for for terror are meant to do to a community. Now, it's natural for there to be security on a lot of these sites anyway. So it's almost like this is a day-to-day fear and now you have to crank it up. It is a day-to-day fear, and uh, and a lot of times it's at the cost um, to the to the institution, to the school, to the synagogue, to the community center, to any number of uh, organizations um, that exist. But there are you know business people that are nervous. You've got parents calling, wondering whether they should send their kids to school on uh, on Friday, uh, and whether they should go about their uh, their lives because. I think you need to take these threats seriously, and that's why we're calling on the uh, on the federal government to uh, to convene um, some of the mechanisms that they have uh, to make sure that everybody's coordinated, not just in Thornhill and in Toronto, uh, but right across the country. There was some graffiti in Toronto, and I was watching the CTV report, and a young Jewish man went on his own to clean it up, and then he did an interview in which he said, you can't understand what it's like to be a Jew because nobody's going to kill a Canadian for being a Canadian, but people want to kill Jews all the time. And that's the heightened, uh, that's sort of the, the, the heightened concern uh, right now amongst the, the entire community. I don't think they've ever felt targeted like this. We've had incidents like this in the past. And trust me, John, graffiti in, in, in Thornhill is a common occurrence. And we have so many people uh, that go to the site that, that clean it up. So, you know, kids don't see it and, and others don't see it and they don't get scared. So a lot of that is done uh, internally in the community. And, uh, and we've got a, a good connection with uh, with law enforcement knowing that when uh, when when tensions are heightened uh, particularly right now when there's a terrorist attack uh, uh, in, in in Israel that this happens in our community we were talking earlier this morning with a man in Israel and I asked him if he'd seen the images of pro-palestinian protests in Toronto and I have to wonder how that plays internationally because you can easily say we're just showing solidarity with the Palestinian people yes but immediately after some 1500 Israeli Jews were murdered so clearly the timing of this is pretty grim yeah look these 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 protests uh, look and feel like they are supporting uh, the evil acts um, this is you know these are uh, kidnapped uh, kidnapped children and uh, and older uh, older people uh, families just just killed and and look this is a 
This is a concern uh, for for the community. We've got we've got two separate things coming going on here. One, we've got a large number of Canadians in Israel uh, right now who are trying to get home, and then a terrorized community uh, here that wonders what their government is actually doing and whether they will be protected. Melissa, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Melissa Lansbridge is the MP for Thornhill. Lanceman, I should say, MP for Thornhill. You think I could get a friend's name right, but sometimes the better I know a person, the more frequently I get their name wrong altogether. Uh, incidentally, on Jerry's show this morning, on the Jerry Agar show at 1020, he's going to talk to a former Calgary resident who has actually flown to Israel to join the army. He was previously in the army. He's getting back into the army, and he is going to join the fight. And it's hard to know where this goes moving forward. I don't want to concern Troll, but that conversation with Rory is somewhat upsetting because if you see the enthusiasm that some people in our own communities have for everything that unfolded in um, Israel, then you have to wonder if any of those people could be motivated to engage in some act of vandalism or violence in our own community.